Welcome to Student Success Stories, the podcast where we spotlight academic excellence at Baylor. I'm your host, Carol Croson. Today, we're visiting with Lucas McCorder, a junior from Austin who is majoring in accounting while also incorporating some film and digital media classes. Lucas shares some great insights about being true to yourself and pursuing your passions both within your course of study as well as in those co-curricular student organizations and activities you can pursue. He also shares some great tips for starting an effective study group as well as how to keep your email organized. Lucas has lots to take away, so I hope you'll enjoy our visit. Hi, Lucas. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, if you don't mind, if you could just share with our audience a little bit about yourself, maybe where you're from and um, what brought you to Baylor. Absolutely. Uh, so I am a junior uh, coming into the fall of 2018, and uh, I came from Austin, Texas, and I had Baylor on my mind for a long time. I originally uh, wanted to go and move out of the state, uh, but as soon as I fell onto campus, there was just a, a wave of home, uh, of love, of happiness. I said, yep, this is, this is where I need to be. And so I've never really looked back. Um, I've enjoyed Baylor so much, and I think it's given me everything that a college could have possibly asked for, and I love it every second of it. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Tell us a little bit about what you're studying while you're here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my uh, major is accounting, and a little bit on the side, I dabble uh, with film and digital media. I, I really want to get into the accounting in the film industry, and so one of the big problems with that is that uh, there's not a whole lot of those because uh, people who are in the FDM department and people who are in uh, just the accounting departments, it's very polarizing. If you're in the accounting department, you really want to try to get into the uh, big four and you want to get a big public accounting position. And if you're in the FDM, you're trying to train for very specific positions, uh, let's say like directors or producers or stuff like that. No one's really trying to train for the, uh, the people that are having to do the accounting work in films. Um, and I know there's classes for it as well, uh, but I, I'm really trying to bridge the gap between the two. Well, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy so much of it. And, you know, I love uh, films and I love seeing them. And so it's kind of cool to now stay at, at the end of the credits and watch them through and say, hey, maybe I'm going to be on those one day. Yeah, that's exciting. It sounds like you've found a way to kind of blend two interests you have. Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. And very important. Important for those big budget films to stay on, on budget, right? Absolutely. Yeah, they cannot come off budget or else the studios will not be happy. No, so I bet you'll be in high demand for sure. Um, well, thinking about your different kind of, it sounds like you're, you take classes in different spectrums. Um, what, what are some study strategies that you found that really work for you, both in your accounting classes, but then also in the film and digital media courses you're taking? So one of the one things I can't stress enough is the group aspect. And one of the first days that I was in my uh, sophomore year accounting, first account, accounting class, uh, I found people around me and I said, hey guys, you know, we're going to be in this for the long run. Let's start a study group. And since then, I've, I've been with them since 
financial accounting. I went through them with managerial accounting. And now we're all in the same sector uh, or section for uh, the next uh, accounting core. So I cannot stress enough about people, people, people. And I know sometimes people say, well, I can't study because with my friends because it's harder. Well, I would like to counter that saying, you know, sometimes your friends are the smartest people you know. Okay. Sounds like that's worked really well. What are some, when you meet as a study group, like what, what sorts of things happen? Are there kind of expectations of what people are going to bring to the study group? Things that you're going to pretty much typically always cover? How does that work? So we really try to run it. Uh, what we like to do is meet after an SI uh, and we get one of the Baylor Business School rooms. If it's a classroom or if it's one of the reserved rooms, we don't really mind as long as we can get some space that, that can fit us. And there's only about five or six of us that are in the, uh, that meet consistently. And uh, what we like to do is just walk through the homework and say, okay, what's going on in this chapter? Um, how can we better understand, you know, some of the, the principles? And um, when we're working, we do our individual, individual work. That way we can actually understand what's going on. But if I don't understand uh, what, like, a step from, in, from one point to another, I have one of my good friends, Garrett, always right there saying, hey, remember, you've got a, this formula or you just got to remember this kind of logic or something like that. Awesome. That sounds amazing. So it sounds like y'all have worked on the homework individually maybe before you get there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the biggest things that we always do is make sure when you get there, it's not doing the work time because that should have been prepared ahead of time. It, we're not here to just say, oh, you know, let's just try to do the homework together and, and survive. It's no, do the work first and come with questions for each other because that's how we're going to learn. Awesome. Oh, that's great. And it sounds like, you know, since you've been working together for so long, you're really picking up on the strengths that each other brings to the group. So that's, that's exciting and building those connections and wow, to be able to walk through the accounting core all together, that will be, that sounds really amazing. Good. So, yeah, and I also uh, wanted to add one more point on our group. I know, I know sometimes people think that, that groups can be very uh, clicky or, or very secluded, and I always am saying, hey, if you ever need, you know, people to just hang out and help you, you know, we're, we're open. We're not just some elite group that's trying to, you know, get 4.0s and all this kind of stuff. We're, we're not. We're not all perfect. Like, we just want to try to do well together. That's great. So it sounds like though you have the kind of this core group of people who meet, you're open for new people to join you. That's absolutely all wonderful. The time. That's great. Well, talk to us a little bit about your process. If you have any, in, you may or may not have kind of a process that you go through yourself when you are doing your individual work before you meet with the group. Are there any kind of routines that you follow to get all of your homework done um, before you all meet? So one of the things I like to do is really go over our notes. And that's very easy to say because uh, the, the teachers that I've had have always had 
these walkthrough notes that are uh, you fill them in before class and then we talk about them. It's, it's kind of a, a flipped classroom where uh, you do the work outside of it and then you come in with questions uh, and you work through the, the sheets that she's giving you. So it's really helpful because I've already done most of the work. And so uh, I do the work, then I go to class, answer some questions that I have. And then by the time I get to the homework, I should have already had a good grip on it. So it, the homework is a little bit easier, but it does not mean that it's easy, if that makes sense. I'm trying to say uh, that I work through everything multiple times so that by the homework uh, when that homework does come around, I've had practice in it. And it's not the first time I'm seeing it. Fantastic. Well, that sounds amazing. And that's very, tr I mean, a method that does work a lot is preparing before you go to class, going to class and, and writing those questions down that you have before class and then being able to have those answered in class. And then homework just is kind of a natural follow of that. And you feel like, um, you understand where you're going. So, but this is really a neat idea. So your professor actually gives you notes to go through before the class begins. Do you have, does that connect with the textbook or are the notes kind of on their own or how does that work? Right. So they're, they're, uh, fill in a blank notes from the textbook. So in order for you to, uh, receive, uh, and it's actually incentivized. So if you want some extra points on the test, uh, one or two, I believe, uh, if, if you come into class and anytime she says, okay, what goes in this blank uh, here, Lucas, uh, and I have the right answer or just an answer that I think uh, that I pulled from the book that is pretty close to the right answer, uh, she'll write that down and say, all right, hey, you, you know what? You worked hard before class and then you do that enough throughout the, uh, before the test and you'll get some extra points. So yes, when I'm walking, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very nice program where you fill in the blanks, you read the textbook, and then by the time class comes around, all you're doing is getting extra points. Sounds like a win. That's great. Well, and for classes that may not have that, those notes with the blanks in them, that might incentivize really creating your own notes from your textbook reading to help you really think through and write down the questions maybe that you're having as you're reading the textbook. So then when you get to class, you can ask those questions, but you would also be prepared for whatever questions the professor is going to ask. So awesome. That's great. Well, moving toward where we've talked a lot about study routines, which is very important. I also hear frequently that the way we start our day really can set the tone for how our day is going to go. And do you have any sort of morning routine that you like to follow to get your day off on the right foot? Oh yes, I have a very, uh, to me, important routine. I always wake up to the exact same song and uh, on, my, on my phone and it's really embarrassing, but I'll go ahead and say it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's best day ever from the SpongeBob uh, TV show. Awesome that but it's so funny it's it always you know spongebob has always been a, a guy that's just very uh energetic and so wait the first thing that you hear is the ukulele just going off and you go all right spongebob's up and ready going i'm i gotta get up and ready it's really cheesy but it's how it's how i function it works and after that oh it works yeah. <laughs> um, and after that 
if, if not, if it doesn't work for me in the morning, I'm not feeling energized. It's usually just now you have an annoying sponge screaming at you in the morning. So I'm just, <laughs> um, so after that, I, uh, at that point, probably around 645, uh, maybe a little bit earlier than that. I get ready. I go work out. Um, I always have the same kind of motivational playlist to go along with me too. That way it's a very strict routine. I know when I'm entering into my third set of a workout, it's the same songs that are uh, playing over and over again. And I know some people don't like that, but for me, it allows me to establish, I know how much time's left in my workout. So if I'm, I am not feeling it, I know at least it's, you know, part of the way over yeah. uh, and it'll, it'll, it keeps me in, in my routine. And then after that, I just eat breakfast and get ready for class. Awesome. That's a great idea. I hadn't thought of having your music kind of guide your workout. And then, you know, when certain songs are playing, it's almost over. Um, so that's great. Well, it sounds like music is a big, a big thing for you to kind of keep you motivated and inspired. So that's exciting. Um, Absolutely. You mentioned that you really like to study, it sounded like, especially in your group, um, in the business school. Are there other places on campus where you like to study? In terms of if I'm not with my group, the group usually only meets the business school. And if, I, if I'm alone, I spend a lot of my time at Moody. And okay. that, uh, I don't drink coffee. I don't really drink a lot of any kind of caffeine. So I don't really spend my time at the Starbucks area. I will find myself a nice little corner and put in my headphones and just stare at a wall and look down. Um, if I if I can find a spot with a window, that's great. I think I think being by a window and having natural light is far more important than than having coffee or you know because you need to be able to look up and see you know, sunshine or see, you know, a couple trees and that will at least allow you to escape the brutal torture of accounting. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's great. So that's kind of gives you the atmosphere that promotes good studying and having your headphones. Does that help you from being distracted by any other noise that might be going on around you? In a way, yes. Uh, but also in a way, no. I, I can I can study if there is uh, people talking in the background of the library. Uh, I can't I can't study with TV or anything like that. Uh, but when it comes to music, I really prefer uh, instrumental uh, versions of songs. So one of the best examples is the Hamilton soundtrack uh, from the <laughs> musical. Uh, that allows my brain in the back of my head. If if this is just the instrumental version, then uh, I can, in, in my own mind, be singing the lyrics. And at the same time, while I'm singing the lyrics, I'm writing the words down. Whereas if it was just the original soundtrack with the people singing, then you have the little nuances that you're picking up every single time. You're like, oh, I didn't know Lin-Manuel sing it like that for I mean, this part. I was singing that wrong. And, and then your brain's getting off track. Whereas if you're just keeping it in your own mind, saying, okay, this is how I'm singing the words right now, you can still focus on your work. Okay, good. Well, is there any off-campus study place that you found that works really well? Off-campus, I've uh, tried out Common Ground. I enjoy it. Uh, it uh, sometimes it gets a little bit too busy for me, and so I have to step out and say, okay, you know what, uh, now I'm just taking up space. Uh, there's a, a tight little corner place called Nexus Esports. 
it's a great community. Uh, it's it's kind of like my little secret uh, because it's not very loud all the time. It's, uh-huh. it's this little uh, video game cafe uh, where there's like people playing video games in one side. And then there's like, like a, a cafe area with like tables and no one is ever near the cafe stuff because they're always playing video games. So it's very quiet and I can just sit there, do my work and never worry about uh, distractions. Awesome. Well, that's great to find those little hidden gems. Good deal. Absolutely. Well, another thing that sometimes can be an incredible teacher in our lives is a time where maybe we've faced a huge challenge that we've overcome, or maybe we've made a mistake along the way that we've really learned from. Do you have anything like that um, that's happened during your time at Baylor that you would want to share? Absolutely. So one of my very first uh, semesters, I uh, was with my roommates. I was still adjusting to college. I didn't really understand that college is significantly different from high school in the sense of studying, because in high school, every teacher was holding your hand and making sure saying, hey, remember, uh, we got a test coming up on Wednesday and, you know, really wanted you to succeed. And, and not saying that teachers at Baylor don't, uh, but it's a lot less holding your hand. It's a lot more on you. Um, so one of the things I had to learn quickly and I didn't learn quickly, uh, was tests coming up and the night before tests really getting sleep. Uh, so one of the, the, the thing I most regret is my roommates and I, uh, were playing video games. Fortnite had just come out. So we were saying, Oh, this is great. We're playing around. And, uh, we got caught up and I had the test the next day and I don't think I slept more than two hours for it. Uh, and that really affected my GPA. I mean, that I mean, not only did I do the worst grade on that test, but it dropped me a whole letter grade. And uh, since then, I highly respected sleep, and <laughs> I learned from it. And it was uh, something that I needed to learn from. And, you know, everyone coming into college, you have to learn at your own pace, you know, adjust at your own pace. And I think I just needed to take that one step. Luckily, um, it, it was jumping from, from an A to a B. So it did not, you know, force me to retake a class or anything like that. Uh, but it, it still was a, uh, waking up moment saying, okay, dude, you can't just play video games and force around. Yeah. That's a challenge with the, with the freedoms that come with college that are, you, your time is your own and you have a lot more flexibility Um, what you're going to do with it. And so thanks for sharing that experience. I know many of us can relate to having a similar encounter with the limits and sleep and how important that is for sure. So, um, well, thinking kind of on the same, that was, sounds like something that happened your, your freshman year. Do you have any other advice you would give to yourself when you first came on campus. We may have some people um, listening who are in their first year at Baylor and any words of wisdom you would have wanted to know when you were starting out at Baylor. Absolutely. There's a couple things that I can think of right now. The first one is to never really uh, stop doing what you love. When I came to Baylor, I was nervous that because now I'm in college, if I want to be in a choir, uh, I would have to, you know, join 
a very serious choir that uh, only music majors were in. And I know singing uh, is one of the biggest things in my life. And I did not want to lose that. And I kind of uh, was very nervous. So I signed up for a choir class and I said, yes, this is uh, one of the biggest things um, that I really, uh, if I had not joined choir, I don't know where I would have been today because singing is so big a part of my life and music is as well. And I found some of my best friends there. So one of the biggest advices is saying, don't be nervous about uh, doing what you love, really commit to it. And on, on also that note, don't change yourself just because you're uh, in college and you want to try to start over. Maybe uh, you really just be true to yourself and uh, people will love you for it. That's great. Yes. The world needs those unique gifts that each of us has. So that is very well said. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's been a great journey. And one of the, actually the other things I would say is take college seriously too, because there's going to be a lot of times in college where it's going to test you and uh, God's going to really say, Hey, you know, I'm going to throw this at you and see if you're capable, because if you're capable of taking this midterm seriously and you're capable of taking this final seriously, you know, the job force is going to be like that uh, every time the April comes around for tax season or when a big project comes up at work. It's not going to be over when college ends. This is your first baby steps coming from be being more mature. So that's another one that I think of. That's great. Yes, you're building those skills, building those habits, building those disciplines that will be important um, in the future. Very well said. Well, you mentioned being involved in choir, and that sounds like a big passion for you. What are those student organizations that you found to be involved in kind of alongside your academic pathway? So some of the things I'm working on right now uh, is I just actually left the uh, Baylor student government, mm -hmm. and I was a senator uh, my freshman uh, year. And I didn't get reelected my sophomore year, but that didn't mean I stopped uh, participating and trying to be involved in it. It was still a good time. Uh, I've enjoyed helping them as much as I can. And uh, other than choir, I really just try to help out uh, film students. And if they need someone to help them on set, if they need you know, lighting, if they need uh, someone to run audio, I will gladly help them out as much as I can. Because I'm not in that department, uh, it makes it much more easy uh, for me to help out because I'm not constrained to the same projects. It's kind of a, hey, if you help me on this project, I can help you on that project. Whereas I'm just coming and saying, hey, I'll help anyone. And it's, it's much easier because I'm not stressed that it's the same level as they are because of the projects they're on. So I love helping out film people. I love uh, being in choir. And I really love being a part of student government, even though I'm not elected in it. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like you found several different areas that you just really enjoy connecting and helping and building great experiences from all of these. So that's wonderful. With all of the involvement that you have, do you have any tools or things that you use to help you manage your time well? Absolutely. So one of the biggest things I keep on me obviously at all times is my phone and I use uh, just the calendars app 
to make sure all of my classes are on there. I have alarms making sure I, I never forget class. It's one of the most important things. Uh, but on top of that as well, I make sure that I have an accountability partner. So one of my roommates, Luke Barry, he's incredible. Uh, he and I will go back and forth and say, hey, dude, how are you doing this week on this? And how are you doing uh, this week on that? And he and I can uh, trust each other and keep each other accountable. So on top of a calendars app that, that runs my schedule, and uh, if someone wants to do something with me, it always goes on the schedule. I have people outside saying, hey, dude, I know this is a lot for you. Um, how, how can I help you this week in managing that? Or how can I help you this week? And just, you know, affirming you and stuff like that. Wow, that's amazing. Just the power of community and how important that is. I'm so glad that you've put those practices in place. Um, something you can continue for the rest of your life, having other people that you work together with and realizing you don't have to keep up with everything on your own. That sounds great. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's not just those two things. There's a, a numerous amount. The amount of emails that you get every single day, be it from your teachers or be it from your uh, organizations that you're part of, having that organized is one of the most important things. I see all the time that students just have leave their inbox as their inbox and saying, okay, I'll just shuffle through it whenever I need to find an older email. And that's one of my things that I started doing was saying, no, 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 no. this is everything in here is either important to me or important to my schedule. Uh, so it needs to go into a folder as well. So organizing the apps that you already use is also another key thing that I keep up with. Oh, great. Well, how do you have any specific methods for kind of organizing your emails? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a simple, it's a hard task the first time you do it because everyone knows you, there's just too many emails to ever do. Uh, anything about them all. But if you sit down, take an hour, uh, pop in some headphones, maybe listen, and then just make folders for every subject. Whenever you see, uh, for me, men's choir, I'll just throw all the emails in men's choir into that folder. And then I see accounting, I'll fold, I'll, sell, uh, I'll put all the emails from that uh, inbox into that folder. And then, uh, for example, in my, one of my MIS classes, I'm no longer going to need those emails. So I just drag that folder all the way to the bottom and I'm not going to have to worry about that again. So Correct. it's very simple to reorganize the folders once you create them. But I would say that folders is one of the best way to organize your email and organize anything really. I have folders for my classes. I don't have one of those big three ring binders. I have small individual folders. That way I'm always uh, forced to reorganize. And it, otherwise, it's just going to be very jumbled and messy folder. So that way, every time I get home, I take out the notes, I take out the papers, and I put them in page protectors. And then, I, then at home, that's when I have organized notes and everything like that. But for my backpack sake and for my uh, school at, during the day sake, everything's very neatly organized. That's great. Well, and that's the same system that I use uh, with my email at work is – having folders and that saves me a lot when I need to, especially when you need to go back and reference something later, you can easily find it. So I'm glad that's working for you. Well, it sounds like you have some really good systems in place. Well, with all yes, the studying and all the things that you're doing, um, taking some breaks can be very important. What are your favorite things to do for a study break? 
Aha. Okay. So one of my favorite things to do during study break, uh, probably would be playing board games. Mm -hmm. uh, they are an incredible way of bringing people together and just hanging out. We can have a meal at Penland or we can have, you know, go to common grounds or, you know, do, go wherever and a board game can come with you there. Um, and it doesn't take long. It'll probably take you 45 minutes to an hour, which is exactly the amount of time that in my opinion, you should take off because your brain needs to decompress it. You've been absorbing all this information. And if you're eating food along with playing board games, I mean that you're just refueling your soul and your body. Awesome. Do you have any favorites? Uh, yeah, some of my favorite games are Catan. Uh, that was by Mayfair Games. It's a great game. It's all about diplomacy, talking to each other, and trying to trade resources. Another great one is Munchkin. Uh, th that's all about kind of backstabbing your friends. So if you really just want to laugh, you just play that. And, uh -huh. uh, and of course, one of the more out there games that if, if you're really this is more of a Friday night you're celebrating after a test or something like that or maybe the weekend's just here uh -huh. uh, I play a game called Eclipse and that's just so much fun um but that's a longer that takes about six hours to play so I don't expect anyone using that as a as a break <laughs> okay so that's more yes kind of the end of the week celebrating exactly survived. good okay great um well, what resource have you found at Baylor to be especially helpful to you? So when I first came to Baylor, I went almost every single day to the tutoring center in Sid Rich uh, because I was in calculus and calculus, as much as I love accounting and the, the money management, when it comes to calculus, it's a completely different world for me. Uh, and I needed help and I got help at that tutoring center. And so uh, it was a, an incredible asset for me to utilize there. Great, I'm so glad that was helpful. Um, well, Lucas, thank you so much for answering all these questions. I just have one more, and this is thinking more about the future, and you've kind of talked a little bit about this exciting blend of accounting and film. But when you think about your life and what's ahead of you after Baylor, what are some of those hopes that you have beyond Baylor? So one of my hopes that I have beyond Baylor is to hopefully get a job, like I said, in the film industry doing the behind the scenes accounting and eventually work my way to being a producer. And if, if God permits it, I would love to be a producer at Walt Disney Animation Studios one day. Oh, wow. That's great. I have a three-year-old and Pixar is definitely on a loop as well as several animated Disney movies. So um, I definitely identify with, <laughs> with that area. That's great. Oh yeah, I know. Great. Well, that's really exciting. Well, Lucas, thank you again for taking the time to visit with us and share these great tips and techniques. And we wish you the best in your future. Thank you so much again. This really meant a lot. I thought Lucas shared so many great insights and I hope he encouraged you to take a minute and think about what you're passionate about and how is that at play in the courses you're taking and also in your extracurricular activities. 
I hope this will inspire you to pursue your passions at Baylor and beyond. Thanks so much for listening and please join us again next time when we hear another student success story. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at student success stories. You can keep up with the podcast and subscribe to episodes by searching student success stories on iTunes or go to our website at baylor.edu slash SSI slash podcast for a direct link to subscribe and also a link to listen. You'll find all the show notes from this episode there. Music for student success stories is Cherry Monday by Kevin McLeod. You can hear more of Kevin's music at incompetech.com.